0: Welcome to the Limerick Voice Podcast, brought to you by Limerick Voice and hosted by me, Conor Clausy. This week, I spoke to Sandrine De Hero, a leading member of the Limerick Movement Against Racism. The organisation is launching from an online event this Monday to advocate for open debate and social training to prevent racial discrimination. We spoke about Lamar's activities, microaggressions, and learning how to deal with derogatory behaviour, as well as Sandrine's own experiences with racism. How are you getting on?
1: Yeah, no, good.
0: Basically, the, the, the origin of the Limerick movement against racism. I'd like to know how it got started, uh, when it got started.
1: Yeah, um, so I only heard about the group um, only um, I think it was like late July. So I think initially it was started by Doris CEO John Lennon and James Carr So he does that he's the lecturer in sociology in UL. So I just heard it from James and um, another girl, um, a PhD student in third year, Mamo Bo. So um, I just heard about the group, and then we had one initial meeting like in uh, in the People's Park, and then we just we just kind of like just a brief overview of just like okay, so there is racism in Limerick, how do we tackle that? And who would want to get involved? And what ways, like what gaps are there that we can all fill? So like, it was kind of like, again, it was like a combination of working professionals, but also students within Limerick. So like, just like either Limerick natives or just students, just like, because myself, like I would have come from Cairo like six years ago to Limerick. And I think we all just had the same general goal of tackling and addressing the issue of racism in limerick because again like when it comes to racism it's still such a taboo topic and like all of us there like whether it be white black muslim anything like that we have seen discrimination or have experienced it in limerick so then it would just kind of create a group that paved way to put example of that but then to also kind of create like a safe haven For people to be like oh if something happens to me in Limerick there is a group specifically there that I can contact and then like they can either collaborate with the Gardaí and help me with that but there's like someone there that will listen to me when it comes to any form of discrimination that I have received in Limerick.
0: Yeah sure sure and do you find it obviously because you're doing online events and things like that have you found it hard Trying to deal with the shift over into to online events and trying to organize things, I, I guess, with less physicality.
1: Yeah, no, I think like with the fact that it has been online, it has been restrictive in that sense, but that we've kind of taken it as a challenge. So like, especially like with our launch that we're having on Monday. like half seven like we just wanted to kind of do like an informal one where like we're just talking about like the aims and objectives of the group and then just for people just to know that it's there so then before we kind of delved into more events in the future whether they be like you know like just stalls like in the milk market like when people are just walking by to kind of like hand out flyers and stuff but then it's kind of been like we've had the opportunity to be like okay we can do things face to face but then let's focus on things now when it is online so it kind of has provided like that better chance of being like you know it's uh, people are home it's in the comfort of their home so then it's kind of like okay just log in and just be like okay there's a new group and then eventually once covid kind of like the restriction eases i can find them here and there but then it kind of has been really important to establish that online presence first And then to kind of be like, okay, in future events, then we'll be doing a combination of both online, but then also like face-to-face ones once the restrictions are lifted. And like, obviously it's safe to do so. So it has kind of given us like that push to Mm -hmm. be more creative, you know? So like even with the launch, you know, like you would usually like have it, like a grand reveal. So at least now with them online, it's like um, people can just watch that. And like, you know, have that as background there when they're like, Um, making anything and then to be like okay so then in future then to look out for this group so like um, so it has been difficult but then we're kind of just taking on the challenge with
0: yeah yeah Yeah. brilliant brilliant it's good to hear um and I suppose more into the into the the aims of, of the group and your own experiences and things like that would you so obviously it's a it's a big thing recently um that that Ireland has got ridiculous numbers when it comes to discrimination. Um european wise I mean, it's, it's one of the, the most kind of systematically kind of casually uh, pushed aside kind of topics in Ireland. Would you consider Ireland generally a, a racist country?
1: Um, I think it's it's not a racist country, but I think there has been racist incidents that have happened and have been brushed aside to kind of, and uh, been over, overshadowed like with that essence of like, oh, it's just the Irish banter so i think when it comes to that it's like it's really hard to be like okay we need to address it because again like it's been such a taboo topic but also a really sensitive topic so do you know like when someone either be black white anything like that like even like traveler muslim like if they're like okay this happened to me and i was discriminated because x y and z everyone like the majority of people would be like oh but like that's not what it was that's not racist that's not this so then it kind of does urge people and kind of talk about racism so then it does you know like in one of those regards where it's like if it's one person be like no that's not racist you kind of just paint that view of being like oh okay so the rest of Ireland wouldn't believe me when I say of that course. this just happened mm-hmm. so it does kind of like bring a, like a really negative view and it does make it to be like okay Ireland is more racist than it looks like but from my own experience it's not it's just certain people and like a minority like a minority group of people like are making racist comments you know like yeah. either be on social media or anything like that they're making comments like when you're walking to the shop even like you can't you know, like, set up a bank account without, like, um, with, like, if you're like a a foreign person? you know, like, there's so many different things set in place that makes it really hard. So then, of course, when you do have that negative experience, and no one speaks up about it, I think that's another thing. So like, when you do have, like, let's say, a negative experience in the, in the bank or like in college, that you do kind of be like, oh, that's all of Ireland. So I think then that's what kind of brings on that negative view, but. The majority of people are not racist but there's always that one kind of like ruins it for you and makes you feel like ireland is a racist country like in that regards but yeah. from my own opinion no like there has like conversation about racism are happening you know like they're taking place and people are willing to listen people are uh, putting their hands up and being like oh okay when i, I actually did this by mistake or like I was discriminatory against a person by mistake. I didn't realize what I was doing was racist. But then, like, you'll always have those trolls which will diminish that experience. So then that does like um, paint a really negative picture of Ireland. But like again, it's always just to remember like there's more good people out there than there is bad.
0: Of course, yeah, yeah, of course. And have you yourself have you had um, particularly negative um, experience? I suppose in in ireland or even in just limerick like has it has it been a thing of one day it's kind of like it just completely puts a damper on your day after something specifically bad you know
1: yeah like i think that in limerick in general so like i've been here for six years so like since my undergrad in 2014 and i think like um when it comes to racism like i've experienced like from just like microaggression to like severity of like being called the n-word so like it literally be like i don't know at times like if i was to walk to aldi and like there'd be a group of boys in a car like they would roll down the window and call you the n-word you know and it's like you're just walking home from like you know like from shopping or anything like that and it's like why do you need to do that or else it's like I, like, um, in a documentary that I recently did, like, on silencing in Black Voices, I kind of talked about how when I was in fourth year and I was living in uh, a station in college, like, um, outside of college, and, and, like, the girls I was living with, it was, like, a series and series of microaggressions, you know? So it was really, really hard to kind of come across that. But I think racism is always there, and it's so social. So, like, even other examples would be, like, you know, on a night out, like, and someone would, like, feel that, like, if I had my afro, I like, feel the urge to go and, like, touch it and, like, just make you feel really dehumanized. But then again, no one says anything because it's kind of, like, oh, they're just curious about your hair or they're this. So then, like, that kind of creates a negative aspect of, like, we just excuse racism or you feel awkward because you're just going to ruin the vibes of everyone else there. So I think, like, when it comes to Limerick and my own experience, it has been done, like, in those really subtle ways that yeah i even feel like defeated having to defend it you know because i i just walk away from that because i'm like what's the point like no one else is going to say anything and like everyone has watched it mm-hmm. but i think recently especially just like with covid like people have been more willing especially just even in limerick like the conversations have picked up in regards to racism how to combat it how to like call it out like in a productive manner like you know without speaking about like the so like do you know like if a racist incident happens to me like there's someone would be, be like oh okay I have to go it on behalf of Sandrine as opposed to being like oh she'll deal with that herself do you know yeah. so like there is that openness now so like um I'm excited about like that because mm-hmm. I'm like okay hopefully then other people won't be left suffering like the same way that I did because like I had like a really good support system there which were not scared to call it out if they were with me when it happened. So yeah. their conversation is changing there. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Do you find it more difficult then to, to I suppose, call out the, the more subtle things, the microaggressions and things like that? Do you find it more difficult then to, to even kind of explain to people what they're doing? Is it, is it difficult?
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's because like I've dealt with it like ever since I moved to Ireland. So like 15 years. Yeah. So, you know, I have that all the time. So then I think like I've just become so exhausted with it. So, you know, like when it comes to like that whole hair grabbing, I just wouldn't mm. even fight about that. I just walk away. And I think then if my friends are there with me, like they'd get they'd be like, how did you not say that? Like they'd go and like talk to the person and be like, what did you do? But like, I think I've become so desensitized to it, which is so harmful because yeah. then it's like I do have to kind of keep calling it out but I think sometimes, like, do you know, like, when you are being like, oh, okay, you can't say that about, like, a certain minority group, like, that's racist, like, that's discriminatory, then it's like, why? And you're like, because you just can't say that, and then you're kind of seen as, like, that Debbie Downer at any yeah. occasion, or, like, being like, oh, here comes Sandrine; she's gonna fight about something, so <laughs> then it's kind of, like, it really discourages people mm-hmm. to talk out about it, do you know? So, like, even like if we were in a room and something happens and you would be like oh do I speak out on Sandrine's behalf do I not you know like there's that so I think like definitely like with um, an organization like Hamara like even like in regards to like like um, different aims like such like as um, advocate like advocacy and education even training will kind of help people so like when they are in a situation like where they if they were to see something in the park if they were to see like another person on a night out like they're after getting grabbed like you would know the appropriate ways to go and uh, approach it to be like hey can you actually stop without you feeling like oh like maybe what if I get attacked because for standing up for someone else so I think like there is a gap they're missing where people just don't know like okay how exactly do I like call something out without Mm -hmm. I don't know someone being like well how would you know like you don't experience that but like it's just a human thing to be like if you see something like and you see and you know it's wrong like you do have to call it out even yeah. though like even if someone's going to be like why would you do that like you're ruining the crack for everyone else like it's mm-hmm. the call it out and like find different ways to combat it so i understand with lamar like if you know it, there's something there that you can be like oh i can contact them and explain like so and so i saw this happening what what are the next steps that i can take to report it or to give the information to someone else to report it on their behalf, so I think there was like definitely a missing gap there yeah. because, like, yeah, like I don't know. I think we've all seen racism, like either in a subtle way or like in a less subtle way, and I just think it's just human nature being like, oh, I actually don't know what the right way is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Have you have you come across then, like, say, um, someone who is a part of a minority group, they're they're targeted for it. Have you come across um instances where someone does try to you know stand up for them? And they almost don't want people to out of a kind of a there's a there's a certain pride to it as well. Right. That it's kind of just, you know, well, I don't need you to stand up for me. Um, that, that that has happened. Yeah. Like I've seen,
1: yeah. Like I've seen that on nights out. Like if there is like um, a racist comment said when like a black person has walked past. Yeah. And then it's like everyone else would be like, hey, hey, you can't say that. But then like the person is like, I'll deal with it myself. So like um, I know personally, like I was like there for a really long time where I didn't like people speaking on my behalf. But then like I've just kind of come to learn to be like, it's not my job to be calling out the racism. It should just be everyone's job. So like, you know, like if we're in a room and you see that, like you should feel comfortable to be like, you can't speak about Sandrine that way or like so and so person. So yeah. like, I think sometimes it just kind of just goes back to like personal experience, but I think irregardless, like you should just feel like to be like, okay, something discriminatory is happening to someone, like whether again, like if being a bank, if being in the bus, like just being like, to feel like uh, you have like the right information to be like, okay, I'll sign up for this person. And then I can go and contact so-and-so to get like more information about that, as opposed yeah. to just being like, Oh, surely they'll stand up for themselves because like that's really harmful as well. So like as long as you just see something racist or discriminatory, then you should just out of just human reaction, just be like, okay, what's the best thing that I can do for this person to just ensure that it doesn't happen again? Because, you know, sometimes like when you stay quiet, like you're just being uh, complacent with the the perpetrator who's after saying like something derogatory, something discriminatory or -hmm. something racist. So then at least just to kind of make an example for them to be like, racism is not allowed in Limerick, you know, like it's not allowed on the bus. It's not allowed in colleges, banks, anywhere like that. So then it's like they will learn in that way when there's more and more and more people calling it out.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay, Yeah. Um, And what are I suppose? um, So you mentioned before, like uh, that you want to kind of get people trained and and in, in these methods of dealing with things like this. Um, what what are the kind of I suppose the the main activities that you're you're hoping to kind of get across with Lamar over over I suppose the next year or so you know um, what kind of activities are you hoping to host I suppose would be a good word for it
1: yeah so there's like different campaigns like regarding like progressive social and economic and political changes that are we're kind of hoping to address but then also there's going to be like a series of like different panels like with different people from different ethnic backgrounds which like have had lived experiences when it comes to like discrimination or racism and then like I think sometimes it's always easier to just hear other people talking about their experience and then to be like oh I actually saw this but I didn't know that was racism so I think like it's just always going to be like an open dialogue when it comes to addressing racism so then uh, within the group like that's like the different events that we want to do but then we also want to do like um, a a screen showing of um, the documentary on silencing black voices which talks which tackles the issue of racism in Ireland uh, in general but then like also a few of the uh, voices in unsilencing black voices were based in Limerick so like kind of to just break that down and again it's always just going to be like an open conversation where it's not like in a accusatory way of being like oh ireland is racist or limerick is racist mm-hmm. it's literally like no so and so incident has happened in limerick which proves to be discriminatory and racist and then this is what way we're going to like address it so like even we are in the process of like we really want to create like the, like short video series just showing again like how microaggression works because like as you pointed it out with microaggression it's so subtle and yeah. it's so hard to prove so by doing so many different videos explaining so many different scenarios whether it be like in the bank and um like the worker there like just looks down on an image immigrant coming in trying to set up an account do you know like that's racist and like their attitude towards them but then how do you prove that again like even with international students coming to ul let's say and then they go to aldi and then they get racial racist abuse and then where do they like where do they report that so there's so many different ways so like that's the main thing like where we really want to like educate and have like an open conversation and a transparent conversation with the limerick so then like when a racist incident happens, like, there's just going to be no excuse to be like, oh, I didn't know that 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 was racist. Oh, I didn't know that was discriminatory. Being like, no, Lamar has showed you, like, 10 videos explaining the different ways it can happen. They have had, you know, like, different talks, like, once a month or so, like, with different people within their different ethnic backgrounds and different, you know, like, different backgrounds in regards to, like, issues of racism and discrimination like how do you not know like they have explained it and had like a really open conversation again which isn't accusatory or anything like that it's just all in the hopes of like combating racism and all related forms of discrimination like in regards to Ireland as a whole but then specifically in our region Limerick because like um, that's where we have seen the gap and then to just like encourage more people then to just feel like they're able to integrate into Limerick and be like, okay, this is my home in regardless of different um, ethnic background or anything like that, that I can feel safe like walking from point A to B without being discriminated against or yeah. even accessing basic rights like opening up a bank account without feeling like I have to like second guess myself or like bring a white person there with me in order to be like yeah. taken seriously. So yeah. just to kind of create just like that open space but like just where if something does happen that they'll be like okay the limerick people will like rally behind me and will be able to call it out and it's just not going to be up to me to be saying it because like as i said it's like it's a traumatic and just desensitizing issue then Do you know like you're just like what's the point if no one else is going to speak about it so like that's yeah that's what we really want to like just keep that conversation going
0: absolutely absolutely Thanks a million for for talking to me and the best of luck with your your launch. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Thank you, Sandrine. Thank you for listening to the Limerick Voice Podcast. Keep an eye on our social media platforms for new interviews, podcasts and articles every day. Remember, when Limerick speaks, we listen.